Welcome to the Life of a Global Desi, the podcast that connects like-minded desis all over the globe by conforming to stereotypes and breaking them. Join us both on a journey as we uncover what it means to be a global desi. Keep listening. On to our episode now. Hey guys, this is Archana and I'm Aarti. Welcome to another episode of Life of a Global Desi. Yay, what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> so today we're going to talk about <laughs> what is it like growing up middle class in India. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know why you said ooh because um I don't know if it's like that great growing up middle class in India, but <laughs> It is what it no, is. Man. Both are I, I think it's amazing <laughs> growing up middle class in India. I'll tell you why. Here's okay. why. This is Go my immediate analysis of the situation. The entire global population is becoming more and more middle class and the majority of uh, the population globally is middle class including in India, right? We have a pyramid shaped economical structure and like you have the very rich and then you have the and then you have the middle class which is really broad and there are a lot of people in there and then so much so that you have like the upper middle class and the lower middle class i feel like the more people who are middle class like the more you're middle class the more people you have to relate to mm-hmm. that you can relate to okay so this is not that bad yeah i guess like everything else and that i do research i also research like what is the exact Shh. definition of middle class so it's it's basically a french term called bourgeois right and funnily bourgeoisie bourgeoisie yeah, yeah. bourgeoisie <laughs> so it basically means um, you know the social group which was the working class group and obviously super prevalent in the industrial era right where you had tons of working class people who were uh, in the factories and so on and so forth but obviously now it includes folks who are professionals business workers and their families so if you belong to that class of people um you're called middle class and in our case so arthi and my case um obviously we also include government servants or public servants in that case and our dad was in the indian army so we were middle class and <laughs> you know no not sure what our ancestors um you know i guess were but we've heard obviously stories that they were part of the uh, trading community and they used to be you know super business class people but the generation Depends. different from yeah. our dad's side and different from, from our mom's oh, side but, that's true yeah but even from dad's side like it totally depends because just because you were wealthy like three generations ago doesn't mean you're still wealthy because you know malpractices yeah. every generation you know what they say one Especially. generation builds wealth the next one kind of squanders it away and then the third one starts building it again so i guess that's what happened in yeah. all our generations if you if you know your ancestors ancestral history mm-hmm. to back then yeah. but anyway all that said our dad was very much middle class because he was in the indian army and his dad my grandfather was um in the indian railways right on our dad's side yeah yeah so much so that like when dad retired that's when like the sixth pay commission was just out mm-hmm. so his pension was actually more than his last drawn salary and right now of course public servants have it good um mm-hmm. you know with the ninth pay commission and all that it's like a whole different um uh, ball game right now but back then like most of our childhood was like uh even lower middle class if if you asked me 
because mm-hmm. like we would actually be living paycheck to paycheck yeah and like, obviously for those of you who don't know fees. what pay commission and those what aarti is talking about sixth pay commission 11th pay commission like this is basically market adjustments right so with inflation any salary is adjusted based on what your current market rate is and so our dad there was a big gap between when my when you know our dad's got our dad got the pay commission this was back in the 2000 2000s early 2000s i guess and um so yeah like arti mentioned there was a massive jump the irony of the situation was his last drawn salary was uh like way lower than what his pension was what we were trying to say is that both arti and i had <laughs> super super middle class upbringing right for better or for worse very very yeah. homey and extremely um i would say in a lot of ways I never felt like Enriching. we were like we were lacking for things. There was no ab- like there was never like abundance or wastefulness, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, there definitely wasn't. Uh the middle class values and the attitudes very much ingrained in us uh through our upbringing. And I think part of it was also like having an army childhood, mm-hmm. like growing up as army brats because it's not like we grew up with a lot of wealth but we had a lot of access and exposure which i feel like is a currency of its own and you know access and exposure just having that as being army kids you know is something that's really valuable and like serves as an incredible currency in today's day and age um in terms of educational opportunities and so on and so forth 100% even just so, travel yeah. right locally within india mm-hmm. we travel to Absolutely. so many places that Indians who, if they weren't part of the army, would not have heard of. Yeah, even. wouldn't even have heard of. Coming back to the middle class upbringing in India, uh, this episode is going to be about what is it like growing up middle class in India. So, what is it like? The first thing is there's a general dearth of disposable income. You're definitely living paycheck to paycheck, and again, this is we're, we're talking about like the 90s um early 2000s this is just how life was and so you had to be really creative and uh, resourceful in how you lived and how you used your resources um and of course we're going to go talk about multiple examples one of the things that i remember a lot is uh, growing up you pretty much had um in terms of clothes or 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 toys or shoes or books there was only so much to go around right you had one fancy outfit which you would wear to all parties and you had like your school uniform or maybe a couple of school uniforms <laughs> which you would um obviously wear to school every day and you had a couple of pairs of shoes you had a you had a pair of shoes which you used to wear for sport you had a pair of shoes which was probably to go out if you were having a fancy dinner or a party or something and then you had like slippers which you would wear at home i think i can't rem- i can't remember having like too many more shoes yes, than that we did that. have chappals but then <laughs> yeah. i feel like the middle classness of that entire thing was <laughs> like we <laughs> would there was so much upcycling going on 100% um, <laughs> I think something else that sis is totally missing out here in terms of um like my experience growing up middle class versus her experience is that I am a second child so <laughs> four years apart yeah she might have so she might actually have like oh like one nice dress to wear and like one sh- set of shoes for sports <laughs> and stuff 
I pretty much had <laughs> hand-me-downs. <laughs> exactly. Starting with clothes, shoes, and even the bicycle with the two wheels, and then, you know, graduating to the next level. She got a cycle without the, you know, training wheels. And then I got the one with the training wheels. And then she got the ladybird and her ladybird, which is a very 90s reference, by the way. It used to be this... It used to be like the cycle for girls, like with a basket in front and like pink ladybirds were all the rage. Whereas guys got to ride like ranger swings. And I feel like that's so sexist. But like for me, I should love ranger swings. But anyways, I got my sister's ladybird, the pink ladybird. And then uh, her TVS scooty, which she had for school. And then all her books. So now here's another challenge, right? Like she's, we're four years apart and sometimes the curriculum will change. My sister's books used to be often kept for me until I got to that grade, which is like four years apart. My homework questions once or twice would be like different from like some other version of the book. Anyway, that's too much information. But I guess what Aarti's point is that if you're in a middle class family or growing up middle class in India, expect a lot of hand-me-downs, like a hundred percent hand-me-down clothes, shoes, books, toys. And and again, not that I didn't get any hand-me-downs. Like I had a lot of hand-me-downs too, because we had a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles, whatever they would wear, like their clothes would come to us. And and that's just like a very middle-class thing because you're not growing up in a use and throw mentality. You're not growing up in a culture where it's all about, oh, you have too much disposable income, so you're going to buy whatever you want. You just don't do that. So you're just very yes, resourceful. and that's a good thing in a lot of ways. Yeah, you're being resourceful. You're also being environmental friendly. Before like wardrobe swaps became all the rage. Like we used to do that like naturally. Yeah. Not just wardrobe swaps. Like I think this middle class mentality has, you know, made us all a people from the middle class a lot more frugal, a lot more environmentally cautious. Uh, for example, using a plastic bag, like you would use it for its full cycle it's not even if it's a one-time use plastic bag like first of all plastic is terrible and like we should it's high time we ban it but even if it was like a one-time use plastic bag we would use it at least 10 times until the end of its cycle which is being used as a dustbin uh, bin liner like that Mm -hmm. is the end of a plastic bag cycle or even say something very middle class that we did back home is uh, drying our clothes out in the sun which is so environmental friendly because you're not using like the washer dryer car dryer and consuming more electricity and using natural sunlight which is also like anti-disinfectant like you know the sunrise and the uv rays is like you know you're being uv disinfected all your clothes and the sun is hot enough so i feel like these things are very like sustainable practices in the long run yeah no i hear you uh, I think I don't know how how much of it was the middle class mentality versus just access, right? Say if we had growing up washing machines which had washer dryers, we would use the dryer. But uh, are you sure about that? Because we've been trying to convince our mom to buy a new washing machine <laughs> <laughs> just the last time we were there, and she is so insistent on still. We were like, we're gonna get you a fully automatic, and she's like, yeah, mom, no, I'm very happy with what I have. Buy a new Even though the motor machine. has broken like. Two times. Yeah, this She's whole just concept like, no. of repairing stuff versus just, you know, use and throw. Yeah. So I think that's a very middle class mentality. Sustainability. That's true. That's true. I so, think we realize naturally that we live, like, we naturally propagate circular economies versus a linear economy where, like, you know, every product has, like, its inception and its end. Whereas we are more circular in our way of thinking about it where we would want to keep reusing it as much as possible. And that is what 
makes like a sustainable lifestyle and also a better planet we always forget that this was how things always were people used to use items till the end of their life till it was pretty much breaking apart and then you would buy new stuff right yeah uh, or even now, repair it yeah, chappal is getting exactly. it stitched going to a cobbler like in india you'd still find cobblers on the street mm-hmm. and you would go get your chappals repaired shoes chappals or anything like the sole of the shoe stitched on it's still a common practice yeah um, very much middle class super middle class in india the other thing i think um I remember growing up middle class was just how you would treat new things in the house uh, so for instance if you bought something new new equipment new electronics a new car first of all like getting all of those things was really an event if you had to buy a new car it was like you're pretty much putting all your savings and you're buying a new car um i remember growing up taking a loan wasn't very prevalent like credit culture wasn't very prevalent like it is now like people never oh, credit cards is, weren't a what, thing what was prevalent was even family loans like taking loans from relatives mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is like and, a common practice in india and literally yeah, having still. all the money before you buy something versus paying for it later like that wasn't a thing so if you bought a new car or a new, te- new television set you'd literally save up for it for a few years and then you would buy it So in a way I think you value that thing more. So I guess like what I was talking about w- was middle class is when you get a new television set and you have like all these plastic uh <laughs> labels stuck on it, you'd keep it on for years after that. Like you'd just be no one was allowed to like remove those plastic things. So if you go to someone's <laughs> even house, if it's blocking like half the, half view the of screen, the, whatever is playing on the screen. <laughs> yeah, and it's basically not half like it is signaling, right? Part of it is just like making sure you preserve that thing i guess to its maximum and then the other thing is signaling it's like when someone comes to your house they're like oh that's brand new you just because you still even have you haven't even like removed the label yet very much in line with indian middle class mentality of showing off <laughs> yeah for sure and um even when you buy a new car you wouldn't remove the plastic from the seats for like months together until it yeah, it disintegrates on, on its it- own Yes and even in the blistering summer when you're sitting on it and you're sweating and you have like sweat Sticks being generated because of the sticky yes yeah. layer of plastic and your clothes or whatever it's a shield thing on top yeah it's this whole mentality of uh, using something extending the length of its life right the duration of its life so you're not you don't have to buy another thing uh, for a, for a while to come the same thing with the with the tv remote i remember we used to put like i have no idea why we used to do this i can obviously because you wanted to save the remote from i have no idea what <laughs> or having to spend more on a new one on a new remote yeah like a television remote you would put like two yeah. layers of cellophane transparent plastic on it and tape it up with with scotch tape just so that your fingers wouldn't <laughs> ruin the print of the buttons right it's literally that that's a great way of thinking about it yeah. maybe that's exactly why we did that's it that's literally why it is but also but also i don't know how much it served the purpose cuz every time you press the button like your nails or whatever would smudge the two layers of plastic so much that you did not know what was under <laughs> but yeah, yeah like I, what number were you pressing? i know i recently haven't seen it at anyone's house unless of course i guess they're from our parents generation i guess india is evolving that's why yeah don't you think that's why though like I, like every time i go back to india i'm just surprised as to how most middle class first of all there's so much social upward mobility mm-hmm. right like and you see people 
having so much more access everyone using mobile phones disposable internet income. tons of disposable income and have, having dispo- tons of disposable income like like from 10 years ago you would certain kind of people who you you would not see in restaurants like grandparents for example who would be not very you know excited about the idea of going out to eat now every time we go out to eat even in some of the fanciest restaurants you see like full families eating there and it's become like a thing to go out for the movies more to go out shopping a lot more to go out like the whole consumer culture i think is a byproduct of um just a growing middle class having more disposable income yeah having more a, disposable income middle class. credit card yes, culture absolutely. um all of this certainly wasn't there when we were growing up in india in the 90s and the early 2000s and coming back to food you mentioned that people eat out a lot more in india now i remember back when we were kids uh, eating out was like once in a i don't know month maybe once in a couple of months yeah sort of special occasion yeah it was, it was basically just for occasions otherwise you'd literally eat at home whatever your mom cooked uh, or if you had like a army party which was actually quite often uh, but that wasn't really eating out because someone was preparing food at home or um you weren't like ordering in anything because there were no restaurants to order in in the remote places that we stayed in no, in india like, exactly and also in terms of food right it was such a no no in the middle class families to waste even a grain of food it was just <laughs> understood that your plate your plate of food will be swept clean no matter how stuffed you are because nothing is going to go to waste uh because someone has worked Or, very hard to put that food on the table right absolutely and i think that's still the case like yeah. we still do that at our dining table till date like no matter how bad it is to overeat mm-hmm. no matter how much more cholesterol you're adding to your already existing uh charts it's it's we still really dad hates this idea of putting anything away in the fridge he has to eat everything in one go basically and also like fresh food mm-hmm. right it comes with that as well and i think saving <laughs> food reminds me of another thing which is saving food in like plastic dabbas like <laughs> every middle <laughs> class family has to be like <laughs> yes it's like until date even with this whole culture of ordering in if you order in something we will still keep the dabba of whatever we ordered in by rewashing it and then reusing it for our own sabjis or our own you know everyday meals or if you had to give uh, something away to someone else you know because you don't want to bother with getting that utensil back you just use that plastic uh utensil and you just so like, they will just keep it yeah and then also you're like yeah being selfish about yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i mean generally growing up i think food you definitely didn't waste food um i remember even milk packets we used to get um milk in these i wouldn't know there weren't tetra packs but there were these plastic packs um and you'd obviously pour the milk out of those packets but i'd always see moms and and again like everyone i know did this they would put <laughs> a little bit more water to rinse out the last <laughs> drop of milk too right and again we're laughing about yes. this now but think about how resourceful they were and think about how yeah absolutely um, we still do that in yeah. fact it's not a thing i mean i don't i don't i don't all. do that at all now but uh, i mean because we don't get well nothing to be proud about <laughs> no again i'm not like see that's what i'm saying it it is a generational thing right because how our parents um saw i would say like lack of resources not lack of resources but just just not like 
an abundance of resources right there were only so many things to go around versus you and i when True. we started growing up and we started working we didn't really we got everything pretty easy in a way right we started making yes. a lot more money than our parents did and had more disposable income i agree with you yeah and now like your statement makes total sense because i feel like our generation we are a lot more uh, inclined to trade off money for time like cost of convenience we prefer convenience over actually going through extra hassle of going an extra step to do something whether it be uh, you know uh, saving some reusing something or like saving something Mm-hmm. you get the drift yeah, yeah no and also i think the concept and the definition of middle class has changed now because what was middle class what was considered middle class a couple of decades ago um is different from what middle class is now i guess there's a larger category of people who are in that middle class now and so so we are technically still middle class but i guess there's also the behaviors have changed right because the middle class today has more disposable income so we spoke about people having fully furnished homes very early on in their career versus when we were growing up to buy any single item in in the house like be it a fridge or a television set or an air conditioner you pretty much had to wait like a couple of years to save up for it um versus now you literally buy everything on credit and you pay for it for the rest of your life pretty much right yeah. also being like mindful about even if you buy the air conditioner like how are you monitoring your electricity bill mm-hmm. that's something middle class too oh, for right? sure like yeah. we are hacks around like uh, just only using our electricity for a few yeah. hours versus now you have it like on switching for the rest on, of switching your life switching off which i don't yeah. know yeah how power efficient that is but yeah doing things like that something that i do want to go back to is like when you were talking about finishing the last green on your f- table mm-hmm. like on your plate that whole attitude the way it translates to when like since i moved abroad or like since i moved to the us or even colombia they have really huge portions so like when you order it's either you're definitely putting on weight trying to finish everything on the plate or like even if you're getting it parceled i think it's we tend to like get it parceled and have a doggy bag because it's like oh great two meals out of one like you pay for one and you get two meals out of it which is awesome but i think that's also such a middle class mentality like way to think about it right 100% and um it might sound like we're making fun of uh, the middle class mentality or just the um just the way you approach uh, you know food ordering or or anything else in life but in hindsight it all sounds um True. funny and you know we're obviously joking about it but I'm extremely grateful for the middle class values yes. that mom and dad instilled in us at at least uh, I think it's really served me well because anything that you work really hard for and and then when you feel like you've earned it you value that a lot more uh, versus when you are uh, you get everything on a on a platter right and so I guess the whole point is your value system and how you approach resources True. and uh, things in general comes from the environment that you grew up in yeah and not to say that that's you know something that everyone abroad does mm-hmm. it completely depends on your yeah. upbringing again like middle class is a concept or bourgeoisie is a concept that's very global like middle class people everywhere in all countries that i have visited or stayed at would do the same thing yeah, like my colombian mom 
here like she would have similar hacks that she would use um my american friends for example they would be like i'm going to totally like take this to go mm-hmm. and you know i'm sorted for dinner now and maybe for some reason they do it in a little more classier way i don't know why but <laughs> we are just like very open and blunt about it we are like about not uh, wasting anything much, right it's just making using yeah. it to the full potential and making sure that you're getting the most value out of everything that you're using or buying or highest return yeah, on investment absolutely that's literally the middle class efficiency um, highest return on investment upbringing. like core values mm-hmm. like if you don't look at this negatively and you actually look at it positively it's like resourcefulness jugaad innovation it's like ingrained in us it's jugaad being like a very indigenous term around hacks mm-hmm. right? and innovation like nifty frugal yeah frugal innovations and i think india is like the birthplace for that like quite literally you see that on the streets you see that like uh with in in trains like people just using all these it's it's so fascinating um but I feel like there is a flip side to this which might be which might have certain like ethical concerns right <laughs> and uh, say more about that <laughs> what I'm trying to... <laughs> okay so this middle class mentality like would do some questionable things like which are not completely ethical for example <laughs> say n- using a Netflix account like one person will get the subscription but like 10 people would be using it with multiple logins all around the globe like your cousin in sitting in singapore will use it and then suddenly there is a login somewhere else like in europe and like netflix is like super confused and would li- would write a letter to the owner of the account saying we see suspicious activity on your <laughs> account like is this your login and then people would do that like 10 people using the same account because no one just wants to pay like something extra per month yeah it's like 10 bucks extra okay system. no i get it um and netflix technically does allow you i think three or four devices additionally on a certain on like 10 bucks a month four devices yeah. but yes i think people do i think we exploit it, it when to we the do to the maximum locations. for sure and this again goes back yeah. to the mentality of well all right i mean i guess four people are not watching it simultaneously so why not share it with like eight people and then just 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 you know take a chance that and eight people are not going to watch it simultaneously have you ever noticed though have you ever noticed though that when you're trying to watch something and someone else on another time zone is also trying to watch something netflix gives you a notification oh man i guess i just gave it away by I'm saying sure this that does. we are guilty of no, doing I'm that sure too it does. netflix gives you a notification saying that your account is being used somewhere else by like too many devices are using this account you cannot access for your, sure your and so i guess like part of what we're trying to say is that you find loopholes if you have a middle class mentality and you've grown up middle class because you're trying to figure out you're trying to be just resourceful right like that's the good word for it the other thing is costco cards yeah, right any sort of subscription model <laughs> costco cards i mean you see so many people at costco and it literally feels like you walk in and you may or may not have a membership but you've tagged along with someone else who has a membership and you're buying like as much as possible costco is like this wholesale uh, retail kind of uh, uh, outlets, store yeah. where it's like outlets it's like super inexpensive but you need to buy a lot of it to actually get those amaz- amazing deals and you need to have a membership mm-hmm. in that so it's like an annual i think 100 year. bucks or something not yeah. sure yeah it works great for families and stuff but like for individuals like If Sis and I were to buy something like a twenty pack of batteries, like I'm never going to use twenty pack in a day, so I'm just gonna first of all tag along with a cousin who owns a Costco membership, 
go to the place, buy that, and then split that between mm-hmm. us, which makes super sense, right? It's yeah, like it makes economical sense, sense. A lot of ways. Economical and I feel like too, that's yeah. how you live your life, right? It's pretty much like you're trying to find hacks everywhere um, in every aspect of also, your life. Also, sharing is caring. <laughs> yes, sure. Like, I think Indian if communities so. are just like, no, I'm serious. Like, in <laughs> Indian communities just don't have any qualms of asking these embarrassing things because everyone's on the same page about stuff like this. Everyone is yeah. resourceful. Everyone is middle Actually, class. Actually, that's true. I think it goes back to the fact that what is it like growing up middle class in India, right? Because they know what it is like. They, I mean, everyone knows what it feels to share multiple, like resources among multiple people, right? So people kind of understand mm-hmm. what it is. Um, it might be called miserly or being frugal, but I think it's just like being judicious of um, resources. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I think growing up middle class in India was like I wouldn't have it any other way because I think it's instilled the kind of values in us. At least, I mean, I can definitely speak for myself, and I'm sure you do that. It'll stay with me for the rest of my life. Like anything that I do, Same. I'll have value for. No matter how yeah, rich no matter you get, how much no you how, how much you earn, no matter you what you do, you're always thinking about, um, all right, how can I be responsible? How can I be responsible with money? How can I be responsible with resources? Just because I can buy, I can afford something or can buy something, doesn't mean I'm gonna go and like drop like a thousand mm-hmm. bucks or two thousand bucks on a bag, right? I wouldn't do that. Mm, you sometimes have done okay that. but <laughs> just because i can doesn't mean i will because this middle class mentality kind of holds you back in a good way i'm I not guess. complaining about it i guess that's true i mean yeah i mean i feel like you are still inclined to doing that and sometimes you do but that's okay which is also good i feel like the f- flip side of that is that i think as middle class people we do not indulge ourselves enough that's sometimes true. like sometimes we don't even like give ourselves the kind of self-love self-care especially and our like parents all that goodness oh man it's so hard to spoil them like yeah. even if you want to spoil them they just not feel entitled to trust me and which is good, right not feeling entitled is amazing but like sometimes you just want to show love or like pamper someone and make them feel experiences that you want for them and if they're still being so like humble it's anyway so humility is definitely something i'm grateful for mm-hmm. what the whole middle class growing up middle yeah, class being grounded being humble me. i think these are values in yeah. addition to the being resourceful so so yeah i love growing up middle class i, I really loved it i mean <laughs> some aspects of it obviously but um did i yes. wish i was a billionaire's kid yes but no <laughs> i would not have okay i and not just because i work in the education space or anything like that but there's so many studies that talk about kids who come from like uh lower socioeconomic backgrounds have more grit or like more empathetic and so on and so forth so i honestly believe like the kind of values that get instilled on you is far more valuable than uh growing up rich mm, and hello i know a lot of gritty bond rich. no but I, I i know a lot of gritty rich people so that's fine like gritty and you know humble <laughs> it's right. fine like ratan tata is super humble okay. or like i know we know billionaires who are super humble like we know warren buffet so so i guess like part of it is if you've earned it that's true and you've earned it the hard way and you weren't just given everything on a silver platter i guess you know that's the way to go mm. and hopefully but i'm not going to turn down a next life where i'm born a billionaire <laughs> i'm okay with it good for you i am going to be poor and make my kids like i'm going to be struggling and i'm going to make my kids like really 
deep with values like fill them deep with values you do you are the you do you more power to you i will do me okay i think we're done on this topic now see you guys and yeah share with us uh, what you have uh, what what are your thoughts on it if you've grown up middle class in india share uh, other experiences that you might have had yeah and if you could relate to some parts mm-hmm. of it or like would like to share some cool hacks that we might have missed out over here please send them our way yes on social media all right yes. bye bye peace out peace out stay curious keep listening Bye-bye. <laughs> hey Daisies, if you enjoyed this episode, then please rate, review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and wherever else you're listening to podcasts. Yes, and give us five stars now, please. Not the chocolate, I meant the rating. Aarti, terrible, terrible joke. Very, very Come bad. Come on. You're horrible at PJs. You are the queen of PJs. What are you Don't saying? Don't try. You're telling me? <laughs> no one knows what five stars is. Of course they do. Da-de-do, da-de-do.